You're listening to a DM podcast. Um. We are underway. G'day guys, welcome to Talking League. We're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. I'm your host TK, full strength in the house tonight. G'day Andy, we'll go to you first. G'day mate. Yeah, unusual day, but hey, we're here. It's very unusual circumstances, really, for the whole weekend. We are, we are. Corby, g'day, mate. How's it? Jeez, oh, I'm excited. I'm really excited. <laughs> I just won't say anything, but yeah, <laughs> excitement. A lot of excitement in the air tonight on the show. Something very unique. So, like, you've probably seen it already. So, we're seeing CrossBet has joined as our new major sponsor. So, we thank them for jumping on board. Absolute lovely blokes, the Aussies. And they just like us love betting on NRL. So you're probably thinking what's different about CrossBet. So let me tell you, let me fill you in because we're doing something special with them over the next five weeks. So there's going to be something in the app called the Talking League Special. So you'll find this under Rugby League. So if you've ever wanted to bet on things like a Tommy Turbo try assists over and unders, or maybe David Fafita going over and under, and particularly run meters or tackle breaks, This is exactly what we're going to be doing each week. So what we're going to be doing for this first round is we're going to be doing two games. We're going to be focusing on Manly and Melbourne and also the Cowboys and Titans game. So we pick four players, so two from each game, and in the next couple of days we'll be releasing it, and CrossBet will have that on their app and also website. So best way to do it is head over to crossbet.com.au, open your account, or download the app on either your iPhone or your Android. You'll find all our specials, like I said, under Rugby League. And we'll also have our own Talking League Specials directory. So this should all be up and running. Hopefully in the next couple of days. It'll definitely be before Saturday. And we'll post our multis as we get the prices up in the next couple of days. But boys, how how good crossbow. I'm so excited. Oh, very exciting. Hey, especially having our own sort of Talking League um <laughs> Very exciting. I mean, I had my crossbit face mask at, at work the other day. So, uh, boys, just on me, Tom. It's uh, as the great Matty John said. It's better than Lego. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a Newcastle mate. I like that. That's good calls. That's one of your funniest ones ever. <laughs> you listen to the pod. They bloody come out with zingers every week. Oh, here we go. All right. Tonight on the show, we've got a special one, burning questions. We've got about seven questions ripped in. Thank you to everyone that's also sent in audience questions. We've got about 10 of those to really rip in today. But, boys, coming down to the business end, everyone's doing very relatively well. So let's rip in straight away. First guy I want to talk to you boys about is Braden Trindle. Now, I know he's my Sharky's man, but he's really kind of steering us around the park. at absolute blinder against Manly on on Monday night. But, Corpus, I'll start with you because I'm, I'm thinking about, especially for people out there that need to cash down, let's think about it. Is he a legitimate cash down? Give me your thoughts on Braden Trindle. Yeah, I'm saying uh, he's not a bloke that I would have in my 17, but I do. I would accept if you were to cash him down to be on the sort of emergency mm. uh, to then buy a gun because he's uh, fairly cheap. You'll get him at a good price. Um, but in saying that too, like if you get rid of him to bring in a, a big gun, and you know they're going to score you that big ceiling, and he's getting that fifty, then you could almost play him in your seventeen at the same time. So I know I'm sort of contradicting myself there, but again, it all goes back to those trades. So if if there are those people that really want to bring in the Cleary or are waiting to see how he goes this week, 
he could be that second trade. Um, so you're not sort of just wasting to a nobody. Like at least he still scores. If Cleary does go down, then you can fall back on him. So that that's the way I'd be looking at him. In my situation, I'm not even looking at Cleary, so he's he's not really for me. Good pick up in draft if you were um, you were to get him. <laughs> well, all right, Andy, give me your thoughts on Braden and Tricky Trindle. Yeah, he is good, especially for a cash and option. He's only 409k. So for, if you're going to sell like a player that's oh, like 690, so you've got Gutho, he's 690, and you've got to trade up your sleeve, you can cash down on someone higher. You're gaining an extra 250k there you can spend on someone else, especially with the fantasy scores of 87 and then 45 the game before that. Yeah. With Moyser back, I don't think Moyser takes too much pre- too much um, responsibility off him. But he's definitely good to have in there, if not the 18 as a looping option. Just see how he goes. If he scores well, loop him in. If not, but yeah, like Corb said, he could even make the 17, especially with no SJ. And um, the Sharks have a reasonably good draw end of season. So, yeah, I, I don't mind it, hey. Yeah, well, I think you both make some really good points. I like this kid. I wasn't sold on, I wasn't. <laughs> cool, I, wasn't sure. I wasn't sold on him until he came into the starting lineup, but... I just think last week he went to 488 kick meters and the Sharks are really struggling to get down the field compared to a lot of the other clubs. So I think the long kicking game, which he does possess, is huge for his scores. But even when he was playing kind of SJ sidekick, he did have two mid-40s in there as well. So I think if you're doing a cash down or you're going to be kind of, you've got five trades or above, I think this guy's a steal at 409K. Apart from that, you know, he's going to be really auditioning. He's just signed a new contract. Fitzy really likes this guy, and he's auditioning for that number seven shirt at Cronulla next year. So plenty to play for. The, the only the only cons is he does miss a lot of tackles. He misses four a game. So you're going to lose some points, and then obviously he's inexperienced as a dominant half. So realistically, I think I'm going to project him at around 50 to 55 moving forward for these last five games. So if you've got the cash there and you've got the trades, I think it's really, yeah, I think you do it 100%. I really like Braden Trinnell. Yeah, well, I had him at 50, about 52, which is not bad. I have him about a 50 average going forward for the last five games. So. Oh, I wish I had trades, mate. Like, Hey, TK, if you put a Tigers jersey on him, do you, do you rate him or is it only because he's got the blue shirt on? Mate, if he was Tigers, he would probably be <laughs> captain coach. He's that good. <laughs> I'm going, to cre- Dewey, I'm going to create a market next week for Braden Trindle's kick meters. <laughs> I'll jump on that. I'll jump on that. Crossbet.com.au. Now, boys, <laughs> let's move on to one of Andy's favorites, you and Aiken. Like, he blew us away by playing a really, really good game in the edge. I'll start with you, Andy, because I know you want to talk about him. Andy, give me your thoughts. And is it too early to jump on this guy? Yeah, look, I've, I'm lucky because I, I haven't been drafted. I was considering dropping him because he was underperforming in that center position. I wasn't getting the ball he, uh, he sort of deserved. <laughs> so what happened? You found out that there was, you had no backs. <laughs> oh, I had none. I had to keep him. <laughs> Scoring up 30s and 20s, I was like, oh, I can't drop him because he has that good pedigree. But even if you take the two tries off him, he had 90, I think it was 93 fancy points. He still scores 77 fancy points, which is still pretty good. And there's no um, Ben Murdoch Masilla. He's out for the season. Yeah. At least at Katoa. He's had his chance on the edge, and he's obviously hasn't nailed down that starting spot. So at the moment, Aiken's there for that edge role. And let's just say if he if he goes well, he, he keeps it. And the best thing about him is he's actually only 
0.83% ownership. So if you're looking for a gamble coming towards the end of the season, he sometimes you just got to abber it and uh, take a chance, take a chance, take a, take a, take a chance. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, like, he boys against me. If you – if in draft, is awesome. If you have him in draft because he's just popping your center as his second-row edge. He, the only – Uncertainty is Brownie's sort of unpredictability. Yeah. Whatever uh, field he names and, and puts on, it might not be the field that starts, and it might not be the, the team that starts next week as well. Yeah. But if he delivers, he might stay there. It's only the only issue is if you have limited trades, it's not really a trade in. Let's say you've got two trades left, you're going to waste one on Aiken, hoping he gets the edge spot for the rest of the season. Yeah. Corbs, being a Dragons fan and you know watching this bloke, he had a pretty good season last year, bouncing back to form after a poor year the year before that. But what do you think about him being? Being a second rower, and Andy made a good point with Brownies kind of just all out of their selections, and they've had a lot of injuries, but they get players back. What's your thoughts around his probably job security and his probably skill set for that position? Can you hear? No, nah, I've just lost him. They're not. They're not going to play the Tigers every He's week. Back. He's back. Uh, I wouldn't be yeah, chasing him. You're sort of chasing the points. Like Andy said, he's not going to score two tries each week. They've got a few big boppers back now, so that might push a few out to the edge. But, I mean, they've got nothing to lose. So if he played well there, he could well and truly keep that spot. Yeah, I, I, Andy sort of touched on it. I wouldn't be missing him. But, uh, yeah, he, he's he's got a good football in him. He, he's a bit sporadic, though. He's He doesn't always sort of – he's not consistent enough. But, yeah, at, at the edge, he's quite small. He, yeah, it's just one game. You can't chase the one game. <laughs> yeah. you'd, you'd need to see him play more more than one. He, he doesn't pass the ball, so he means he's going to get the ball earlier. <laughs> so he's going to have to get to the edge, then to the him. He's going to get the ball earlier, which means everyone outside him, unlucky. Unlucky the center and the wing on that side. Yeah. But he's going to get the ball earlier, so he might, be, he might have a couple more runs. Yeah, what are your he, thoughts, TK? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. He's at an awkward price, isn't he, at 478? And even if we three-date him, if he goes good in three games... Like his price could rocket to six hundred, which isn't bad. But are we going to be keep spending that much money on a centre? Like he's not too bad considering what we spent money on centres during the year. <laughs> like four hundred and seventy eight, especially if he continues playing the back row. Because the only other guy that was going to do that was Jack Bird, and they've chucked him at fullback. So we've kind of lost that option as well. But yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. The only thing I have is just job security. That's that's bad because if he goes back to the centres, he's averaging thirty three. So maybe 100%. just. Just maybe just look at him this week. He's got the Sharks, which is a top eight team. Last week he had the tie, uh, the Tigers. So maybe if we just watch him one more week, it might be buy signals after that. If he carves up the Sharkies, good luck to him. I think it is a good buy. Maybe that's the, probably the safe strategy there. But I'm with you, Andy. I think he can play good footy there, and he's scoring tries, tackle breaks. So why not? Good for draft owners. Oh, it's real good for draft owners. Oh, so does that mean does that mean TK that the, it goes back to a two date rule after round twenty? Oh, yeah, Ooh. that's a good one because you've got to pro rider a little bit too. And plus, you're getting a little bit desperate. Mate, you could get yeah, one. You might, you might get one date rule. <laughs> I reckon there will be people who will go the one date rule and bring him in. One night stand. Mate, imagine round 25 when you're doing it. If you've, you've got two trades, you're doing a one night stand for sure. Well, you sure. See, you got, you, if you if you if you need to, you gotta take a chance. It's it's all about gambling this sort of end of the season. I know you're playing a safe if you if you're sort of really up there, if you're in the top sort of fifty or so. But mm. if you're looking for an edge, zero point eight three percent ownership, it's pretty decent. Mm. 
and at that price. All right, boys, let's move on. Another center that's kind of really, really going well. And thank you, Colby, for dropping him to the free agency <laughs> so I could pick him up in draft. Thank you, my friend. But we're talking about Morgan Harper. He's in absolutely scintillating form. But, Corbs, I'll start with you because you watched him very closely during the whole year. Is this guy the best center currently running around in NRL fantasy? Yeah, he is. And I'm trying to think back to who I bloody dropped him for. He <laughs> <laughs> better no, been good. I think I think when I did drop him, though, he did go on a massive run. And it was, um, yeah, well, I, I think a, a guest sort of did it for did our homework for us. He's got a three-game average of 67. Yeah. Mm. Uh, my only thing would be the old Storm fantasy haters. Um, they're sort of terrible. I think they're one of the best in just sort of each position, halting the points. Mm. I would just, if you were looking at him, I'd, I'd wait a week. I just don't play a good team. His, yeah, yeah. Yeah, after this week, he's, again, red hot, and that's a good thing for you because that's when finals start for your draft. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I wouldn't be going and grabbing him um, – this week against the Storm. I can't believe no one owns him, but he's 0.5 of 1% ownership, like in the top 5,000. Like, no one loves I've him got, um, I've got 2.26 on mine. I think that's the full ownership on the top, oh, top 5,000, yeah, yeah. just the breakdown. But, yeah, that, that's huge. And to think his form, so the first 12 games, I know why Corb dropped him. He only scored one try. He scored five over the last three. So it's, it's whether he's going to be able to continue that on. But their draw... They've got Storm, Para, Raiders, Dogs, and Cowboys. Those last three in particular, he could get some tries in those ones. So maybe it's that Para game. Who knows about Para might even bounce back this week, get a little bit of form up. But <laughs> No, they won't. Jeez, yeah. I hope so. Jeez, I hope so. <laughs> We've got a lot of Para fans. I was just trying to you know, hey, be he, nice. He's come a long way since the whole um, winning the meat tray from, <laughs> from his man in the match performance in Reggie's. So, no, he's doing very well for himself. Good on him, the Harper. Right, boys, the old porn stash. I'll put it on both of you. So 551k for Morgan Harper, and or you and Aiken at 478k. You've got the exact money that you need. Corbs, who are you? Who would you go? I'd go Harper. Yeah, I would go Harper too, Andy. You know what? I'd probably just go you and because no, I'm sort of, <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, I'd go in purely for a, just to be against you guys, but the fact it's there's an unknown there. You know, there's a Harper with Harper. He's had three good games. Has had a couple of good games at centre, but he's been there at centre. This is the this is a centre playing edge. There's minimum minimum 45, 50 points there. So I'd go you on just for a bit of a gamble. Okay, fair enough. All right, moving on, boys. <laughs> and, and he's in my draft. This oh. one's going to hurt a lot of people because <laughs> Benny Hunt was was very very well owned, over fifty percent in that top five thousand people. And I've had messages after messages. Who are we going to get for Ben Hunt? So it's obviously a burning issue. This week, but I've come up with three, and what I'll do, I'll go with hooker replacements, and then I'll let you take over. Actually, you know what? I'll do a half replacement, and then I'll get your thoughts and maybe come back if you don't cover the other two guys. The guy I really think, if you're going to go like for like, and Corby brought him up last week, so I'll give him the credit for it, was Cameron Munster. Cameron Munster at 686K. He's an absolute steal at the moment. As of last week, top 5,000 owner, less than half a percent. And you think that Hughes is owned. So in comparison, Hughes was owned by 49% of the top 5,000. TCE, 56% of the top 5,000. He looks like he's over his foot injury before origin and he's back from his origin period. You're going to have a potential Jerome Hughes out this week. So he might be the main playmaker taking a lot of the kicking as well. 
His last three average, he's averaging 66. And you think big game player, he's a Storm, one of the Storm's what, top three players. This is a guy that I think that will be the outperformer out of all the halves. And I totally back up what Corb said last week. And the only cons that I've got for these guys is how many Storm players do we have? So if you're going to bring him in, you probably don't want to have Jerome Hughes as well. And then guys like Nico Hines and then the Cheese as well. You can't have four. Three mm. max. And then the other thing is, potentially he's going to get rested in round 25. But realistically, depending on the injury scenario, that might not happen either. But for me, Cameron Munster is the main man. Was he, Andy, was he on your target list at all? No, nah, mine's sort of changing for the hook position. Okay. I've gone with uh, Appy Coruscant. Uh, he's missed the last two games through some sort of suspension. We won't discuss why that was. But uh, his last three performances of over 70 minutes is 68, 70, and 79. Yep. Only has an ownership of 3.2% as well. So I think I think everyone's thinking Cookie's a hooker for the end of the season. I'm still on the Appy train. I think if Appy plays 70-plus minutes for the rest of the season, they, they, they need to get their form back from – the loss of Cleary yep. and the loss last week. Yeah, they've been straggle, struggling with a couple of games. Um, they've got no Fisher-Harris. I think Appy's going to come into his element at the end of this season, and I think he's going to put a, put on a fair bit of points. So he's my sort of pick for a replacement of Ben Hunt. Nice. I like not, the, not the common one, but yeah. I like something out of the box. Now, Corb's moving to you because you've spoken to me about this guy today, and <clears> you're very excited about him. But I won't spoil it for the audience. You let him know who he got as a replacement. Oh, I'm going a bit um, <laughs> Andy here and talking up my draft <laughs> players. <laughs> so apologies because I bag him out every week for doing it. Uh, finally, the Harry Grant. Uh, I would be going him in the hooker position. I'm even going him over the cook. And, and I, I, I know he's only got 60 minutes, but that's all he needs. He is outstanding. He uh, He's just – I know he's – yeah, he, he, the injury cloud is the big one. Yeah. And I think um, both Physio Phil and NRL Physio have said if you get through the first few weeks, then he should be good. So if he gets through this week, then you're, you're laughing. You could almost wait for that one. Would you wait on uh, Corpse? Intentionally? No. Nah, no, nah, I wouldn't. I'm going. Oh, you go. Oh, right. I'll, I'll, <laughs> it's, it's that point of the season where you've just you've got to go for it now, don't you? And, have, you and you, have you captain him in draft? Yeah, he has. Yeah, well, I've got to. <laughs> He's gone hell for leather. <laughs> yeah, well, I captained. I heard I captain Hines last week, and he was horrendous. He pretty much lost it for me. I will dive into um, a bit more of the stats on Grant later. I'm comparing Grant Cook. The, the other one I would look at as a half is a bit boring, but Dewey, like his last four games have been outstanding. Mm. Um, 100%. Love yeah, that. Yeah, 65, 79, 72, 79. And I'm actually considering him or the Ponga, so I'm interested to see. Who you guys might decide for me or sway me towards uh, for one of my trades? I've got two left, so yeah, that would be my two there. But yeah, Hunts, he's got to go. Yeah, I four like weeks. That. So you're not you're not keeping him for one week. I don't know why I'm backing you all the time here, mate. But I'm I'm hundred percent behind you on Harry Grant. Like I know he's coming off the bench, but even when you have a look at his bench minutes, it's fifty three minimum. He got fifty nine minutes last week. You think the cheese? The cheese looks cooked at the moment. So if they mm. didn't have injuries to Tui. And then also Nelson. That's the only, I think Cheese will see a lot of middle minutes this week. But otherwise, I think there would be a rest period. Like, even as an owner for Cheese, I think he's going to get rested at least one game leading into the finals because he hasn't missed a game and he hasn't, he started every game. So there has to be a point where he needs a rest because he's been, 
especially during Origin, he carried the storm. Him and Jerome Hughes, like in Hines, they were the literal whole team. So I, th- I can see Harry Grant starting a couple of these last five games and getting mm. big, big minutes. So we but we all know what kind of what he brings to the table. Like he can do a point a minute easy right now if he gets extended minutes. Yeah, I think he's a steal at six fifty two. It's just something different because everyone's going. I've got Cook, but I had to get early on Cook, so I needed a hooker. And you think Cook's top five thousand is twelve percent? Like Harry Grant's literally unowned. He's at point zero four percent of five thousand coaches. So what? How many people own him? Three. Surely he starts. Say he starts at least maybe two more games, and he's a starting hooker. I know oh, Cheese has been there, nah, done that. I reckon. I, I disagree with that. I reckon the strategy is working with Cheese going first. It's very much it, it's taking the heat off him. Yeah, and then Harry just coming on, sort of like killing yeah. it in attack. Yeah, I think that works, and I don't think they're going to move away from that, especially because I think it keeps Cheese happy because he gets to be a hooker for a bit and then go into because the, they're best mates. Then he gets to play it with each other. So. Yeah, okay. I think it'll there work. was actually an interview. There was an interview with um, Grant, and he said it's uh, cheeses to lose. Like cheeses earned that spot, and he expects it to keep being that way moving forward. So, I think you're right, TK. Surely the cheese is due for a rest, but I think that's the how they'll roll come finals time. It'll be the cheese then Grant to come on because it works so well. He comes on to a, a bit of a tied defence in the middle. And it just um it's devastating. He's yeah. he's too good. Especially what when, are they on? Fifteen wins in a row? Yeah. Especially when Something you like when you need ridiculous. To, yeah, when you need to decide that who's going to be fullback two. I don't think you can change two of the spine positions. Like I think you only do one. And probably the more likely will be pups than than the other one, I reckon. Yeah. You're finally conceding TK. No, I'm not conceding. <laughs> like when you have a look at when Pups came on last week, they're on different levels. Nico Hines is a better player right now, and that's only because of confidence. Like, I'm not saying overall, Pups is their long-term fullback, yeah, but there's other players in that team that are leaving. Fanukin, just because Fanukin and uh, Corbs told me this the other day, just because Fanukin and Adokar are leaving too, do you drop him out of the team? I don't think Storm work like that. Storm nah, work like I don't think so. who's the best for the game coming up. Like, And it might be Nico Hines. Like, he got the jersey this week in their biggest game of the year. So yeah, yeah it's a bit trouble. different to when uh, Dufty's leaving and he's a rubbish footballer. <laughs> yeah, I think that the, I think the whole team dynamic is a lot different. You're playing for your contract to, up until the end, and I think that's the way Bellamy works. Yeah, for sure. All right, boys, moving on. Uh, Jaden Bradley, it was surprising that he came back onto the field. He suffered a pretty bad HIA last week, and for some, I don't know how they let him back on the field, but he's definitely going to rest it this week. So that kind of puts, when you think, 50% of the top 5,000 is to own Jaden Bradley. But, Andy, I'll start with you. What's your thoughts now? Because we've been saying to sell this bloke for weeks now, but we're now moving into these last five weeks where people don't have many trades. Like, do they punt him? Yeah, have to. I don't know how people have held him this long. He was on the decline maybe six, seven weeks ago. Mm. Um, There's definitely better hooker options out there and for a very similar price. So, yeah, I don't know especially him not playing this week, if that's not a sign, unless people have no trades. If you have no trades, then you, you, you have to, you've got other spot fires to put out because, hey, who knows? We all know there's been plenty of injuries this week. <laughs> if you have one player on the bench, you might need to get rid of someone else. So if you can, I'd say punt him. Punt mm. him like a bloody NFL ball. Yeah. Whatever, punt him. 
Corbs, we've made at the start of the year, we made so much money on this guy. He was mid seven hundreds, and now he's at five seventy. Like mm. the decline. Like just having a look at some of the stats. Round one to ten, he averaged sixty nine. He's back end of the year. The next ten games, he averaged thirty nine. Like, what do we do, mate? For, especially for these guys and girls that that still have him. Are you in Andy's camp? You just pun him. Yeah, well, I got rid of him a couple of weeks ago. But like his last nine games, he's only hit fifty twice, and. Even then, fifty-two and a fifty-eight. So it's not like he blitzed it either. Yeah. He just he had like you got to use that three-date rule in the reverse as well. If his form is just not sort of there, and it, I mean, it was a bit of an outlier this year when he started because he never showed this at the Sharks. Yeah. Um, when he's just sort of fallen back into that groove, I think. And really, he hasn't freshened up or rested. So I don't really see him, even though they've got a really good run. I don't see the attack sort of revolving around him. I think it's going to go out to where their strike is, which is get it wide to um, that left edge and Tuala will just finish it off for me. What's he had about seven bad dates in a row at the moment? (laughs) (laughs) He's done. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the last nine. He's only hit – he got a good 58 the week before, but he's only got over 50 twice, which is – for an 80-minute hooker, that's – that's not good enough. I think nah. people, we all forget that he's, it's only his first season back from his ACL too. He only played two games last year. So there's going to be always a point where he probably got cooked a little bit, especially playing 80 minutes week after week. So there's no real surprise that he's declined in the back end of the season. We made our money. I think it's time to move on. Harry Grant's our man, 652K, I think. And if you can't afford him, even maybe someone like a Tommy Starling, I know you punted him from draft this week, but... Still, he's only 400K. So there is options if you want to get rid of Jaden Braley. Go happy with Appy. That's what I'm saying, boys. What, what is Appy's <laughs> price? Sorry, I, I, didn't, I forgot to ask you, Andy. Uh, give me two. I had it up there. Hang on. Well, I'm going to move on to the next question. You grab that, that price for me yep. while, while I introduce the next question. Now, Corbs, it's team time. It's team chat time for you because you got some big decisions. You made some huge moves over the last few weeks. You're now in the top 650. Is that right, Corbs? Uh, 6.39 with a Beautiful. few updates. Yeah, so you've, you've really, really made a couple of thousand over the last month or so, but you've been... Kept- yeah, that was with that was with 16 too, bloody. I I went in risky with two centers and yeah, Ramian, when he pulled out between the four teams on the Monday, I just didn't find or see a center that I wanted um, just to make the trade for the sake of it. So, yeah, that annoyed me a little bit because I, I expect Ramian would have... Like, it's very close. I'm iron off top 500. Yeah, I think um, I think you'll get there, especially with two trades. But these you need to make two good trades here, Cobbs. Now, mm. let's think about it. The two guys you told me that you wanted to kind of consider, one's definitely Lachlan Croker, and then you were tossing up between Gutho and... Yeah, Gutho and maybe the Hines. Okay. Um, I'd love to know, as would everyone, what's going to happen now. I did read just before that uh, they'll make a call later in the week, but um, all signs are pointing to him being rested. Just with that footage too, the physio sent, where he sort of did go down and grabbed at his calf pretty quickly. Mm. Um, whereas the week before, yeah, it was it didn't look as um, theatrical, I suppose. Cool. So, yeah, that, that would be the two. No one else really jumps out at, um, as a big – oh, Torrin Peachy, but then I, I, I think it's wise to keep him just as that backup centre. Center cover, yeah, for sure. Before we give you yeah. an advice, I should have asked you this during the week. 
with you just say you only made croker, do you have money in the bank or do you need to yeah. make two trades? I've got one sixty six K in okay, the bank. Perfect. Because I think you, you sent out that you want Dane Gagai. And I think for you, from what you just said with Peachy being your only center cover, I think it's very yeah. I think it's very obvious you need a gun center. <clears throat> and especially someone that can cover two positions like Gagai. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we're talking about form, South Straw. He's a dual position. So he ticks a lot of boxes. He's in your price range as well. So I think that's a no-brainer. Andy, are you with me too? Well, as in for a trade for for one of his two trades? Yeah. Yeah, because Peachy's out this week too. So that's definitely one trade I'm sort of making this week is um, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to go Crocus. I've got Verrills on the bench and I've also got Cheese and Cook in my lineup. Mm-hmm. I'd only be making one trade this week. Save that trade for later because you know you're going to have headaches. Well, that gives but us my- a segment next week, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, it does. My trade would just be for Adam Dewey. He's, I know he's a winger fullback and we all got plenty of them, but, mate, if you just look at his last five-game average at 5'8", 78.8 on his last five-game average, that's that's absolutely great consistency yeah. for a winger fullback. Like, it's... It's it's almost just too good to pass up. Like you, you hear of like, like his last game was seventy eight, last three game average, but for last five game average of having seventy eight point eight fantasy stats, that's unbelievable. If the things he's doing there for the Tigers, I think it's just too good to pass him up. Yeah. Especially if you've got Gutho there for a straight swap, it's just a no brainer because Gutho's form coming up, it's not good. I think he's got his his average predicted is like thirty four from his um, previous uh, opponents, and it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the Dewey train too, and versus Ponga, I like the fact that he's a goal kicker. They're going to have very similar draws. They're going to have some high-scoring shootouts. I just think right now Dewey's in better form. He's more durable. The goal kicking, and the big factor is he's a duel because this is going to be your last trade, remember, Corbs. So I reckon you need something that will cover you if you get injuries in different positions. With Ponga... Mm. And the other thing is, Ponga is 20... So when you compare the top 5,000 coaches, 3% own Dewey, 20% own Ponga. So you need to separate yourself a little bit as well. And the thing is, like I said, draws are the same. Ponga, like I know they're saying, like I I still don't think his ceiling's very high anymore, Like especially taking out the goal kicking. Like he scored 59 against the Raiders, but if you take out that late long-range try at the end, he was sitting on like 32 or 33. And that was like 12 minutes to go in the game. You think back to, remember that Cowboys game that he came back like around that origin period when he blitzed it? He only scored like a low 60s. You would have thought that he, the way he played that night was 100. Like there's still little things that he's not doing like tackle breaks. He's, he's doing more contact now. Like his contact was very, very good on Sunday. But I just think Dewey, especially when you think risk reward with this last trade, I'm with Andy, though. I think you should wait one week, especially if you've got cash in the bank. It's not going to matter because if anything happens this week with your injuries and also you get a little bit more, you might want to get rid of Hines. And the thing is, I think on the Gutho side of things, I think you get. I think we've been a little bit poor on Gutho too. I think we can give him one more game to have a look how he plays against Souths because he was in good form against the Roosters. He scored like 61 or something. I think the biggest thing with what I saw in my stats with Gutho is I'll just bring him up. It's against top eight, Gutho averages quite well. It's like in 51 or 52, but against the top four, he averages like 32, but there's only three Mm. games. And that was in the early part of the season. But I reckon because of 
five games to go, Corbs. I don't think Gutho this week is a priority sell. Give him one. What happens if Mitchell Moses comes back this week, blitzes it, and then Parramatta hit form? Like, it, it can happen. Yeah, I, I just had a look at their stats, though, and here's a flat-track bully. And when like, you look at their their games, they literally play the top four because I think Eagles yeah, they will do. knock Eels out. So, that, um, but yeah, the, the, having the week off. The other one, too, that uh, could be a smoky is um, Pappenhausen with goal kicking and if he plays fullback because he's got to get runs in his legs, too. He If he gets fullback this week, if Jerome is out, I can't see him not getting – he'll stay in the one for the rest of the year. Mate, even if he gets confidence back and plays half a game this week and he scores like a 30, he could be in the mid-500s to low-500s next week. Well, That's it's more of play. a reason to – it's more of a reason to wait till next week for the trade, I guess. Yeah. So to say, if he does make that sort of um, come on with Hughes out and he starts fullback, it's going to be very hard to get him out. So. Yeah, and it might not be gut, though. It might be someone like Reese Walsh that goes out because he's hit a bit of a form decline as well. Like, just say True. Gutho hits a 60 and Walsh scores a 30 or something. He might be the guy to go. Yeah, I was actually thinking that, but I actually don't mind the uh, the Warriors' run. But, yeah, he looks like he's a bit flat too, doesn't he? He's a rookie, man. Mm. He's going to always come to one point. I've got these Gutho stats. So, against... Here we go. What does this say? So top four average is only 36, boys. So his top eight average is 51 over eight games. His last five average is 50, so still quite good. And that draw you talk about, Corbs, is Souths, Manly, the Cowboys, Storm, and Panthers. So it is pretty tough. But I think we'll get a better gauge of where he's at this week. So I reckon give him give him a week, man. Yeah, yeah but the Rabbitohs can leak some points. So they can score some, but they can also leak some. So God, they could score a bit. Yeah, Gagai. Gagai seems to be the man this week for Lockie Croker. Yeah, and I think... Yeah, because have... the other one too there, sorry, is Lawton come on and replaced Lockie as well uh, on the weekend. So I think Croker is not going to... He might not get his 80 minutes um, from here on in. He's got to find a minute, you, Desi. Would you Would you give Manu a, a look in? Not at centre. No. Have you seen his stats at centre? I think we talk about he's, that. He's had a there. couple of good games, but he's just really... He's sort of taken on a Tommy Turbo sort of centre position, moving everywhere role when he played in, in the Blues. Yeah, like the the Roosters do are looking better with him sort of roaming, and yeah. I think maybe he's going to take on that role. They've lost so much star power; he's taken on that role to sort of take a bit more responsibility upon himself. Even though in the last four games he's only played centre once, he did score seventy points in that centre position. Yeah, we'll go into. We've got a question on him a little bit later in the show, so we'll go into a little bit more detail on him, but. I've got a little bit of say on Joey Manu, but let's move on to the last one. Boys, let's talk about captains because I'm an idiot. Mm. <laughs> if I captained Tommy Turbo last Jeez. week, I'd be in the top 20, but I missed those points. Jesus, hurt you. I'm still going pretty good at 67, but yeah, it hurt me, especially because he's my boy and I went against him. But boys, let's talk. What's your thoughts on Tommy Turbo? Andy, you start. Can you captain me against the Storm? <sighs> Look, I was the pick and stick Tommy Turbo fan, but against the Storm, it's just going to be a bit hard. I know, like Corby mentioned earlier, they just have a knack of just nullifying players. You know Bellamy is going to do his homework. You know he's going to try and look at every way he can nullify Tommy Turbo because literally, if you stop Tommy Turbo, you stop Manly. Yeah, you do. So he's going to try. He's going to find every way he can to stop Tommy. So I've gone against Tommy, and I'm probably going to pick someone like. Um, I think I'm thinking going to go towards Hass. I think the Knights without um, Braley in the centre. I think Hass is going to run rampant. 
with a with a rookie sort of um because Randall's had how many games under his belt the last couple of um, weeks? None. Not many, none. Can you imagine Haas running at a rookie um, hooker, just smashing it up the center? Oh, that's my that's my choice of captain this week. Okay, Corbs, moving to you. Who's your captain this week, mate? Yeah, well, I think I'm going to go the uh, the Haas as well, which is a, a bit boring for this segment. But um, <laughs> oh, th- there's so many teams, the good teams playing each other. Like the top six, pretty much play each other. Yeah, they do. From the Eagle, wow. Eagles, Roosters, Eels, Rabbits, Panthers, Storm, all play one another. Yeah, so some good games. That takes yeah some big um, players out just in yeah getting nullified against good defence. So I am leaning towards the Has, but yeah, it, there, there's still that you know the Cook, the Teddy that have been going well, but I just think it's too risky and it's a lot safer to go the Has. Okay, nice. I, I might stick with Turbo only because I dogged him last week. <laughs> and I feel bad. You feel bad. I feel bad. <laughs> but it's really it's weird because his sample size is weird because he's only paid the Panthers out of the top four. So and he only got a fifty. That's his like one of second lowest for the for the year. The only other one he was against the Knights when he hit a thirty. So he does have a top eight average of eighty nine though. So he does play good against good teams, and we know how good he is. I just want to back him because. He's my boy, and I want that belt too. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, listeners. Uh, so TK and Corbs are going for the highest points scored in our draft league, and the highest points gets an actual. Uh, is it the baddest motherfucker belt? So yeah, it's like a, yeah, yeah it's it's like, some sort of belt. It's and it's a highest point. So TK and Corbs are battling each other, and they're going for the highest score. Well, yeah, is, we actually play each other this week too, so it's quite fitting. I could beat Corby, but Corby still wins the belt because he's got a plus seventy more than me. So he's he's kind of got a little bit of an advantage because. It's like an overs and unders. We should put that on the cross bet. Plus seventy. You'll only have uh, the 10 from our draft league or 12 from our draft league betting on it. Yeah, true. I hope you guys have a very tough game and get a fair bit of injuries to your players. That's, oh, right. that's fantasy God. Did you hear that? <laughs> fantasy God. That's that's bad. Karma bad, will get bad you. juju. That's bad. All right, boys and girls, before we move on to the audience questions, and thank you to everyone that has sent that in. So remember, crossbet.com.au. Open your account now. We're going to have some great... Great bets and lines. There'll be a directory called Talking League Special. So look out for a few try assists over and unders or some run meters over and unders. We'll pick up some special ones from both the Manly Melbourne game and also the Cowboys Titans game. All right, boys, let's move on. What I might do as well, we've got about 10 audience questions, boys. We're running, we've, we've took about 40 minutes on those burning questions. I might just spit a question. I know that we've all prepared for every single one. So I'll just probably maybe just cover one each so that we can get done in the next kind of 10 minutes or so, boys. So yeah, for, for the first one, Andy, you'll take this one. Vinny, Vinny Schrama, he wants to know, who's the more priority sell, Nico Hines or the cheese Brandon Smith? Yeah, this is tough because they're both in contention for a starting spot. Um, I think the cheese, the cheese having Harry Grant, they played eight games together this year. So the cheese averages 50 fantasy points with Grant in the side, which is 4.7 points under his season average. The Cheese getting his lowest score last game, 30 points. It's just with 54 minutes. It doesn't look like it's a good sign, does it? So with round 15, Grant's last game, uh, Cheese scored 51. So it's um, a try. Smith losing minutes is very hard to say that um, Cheese is the priority sell. But with this whole Pappy Heinz, um, security, but it's, it's harder as well. 
Hines is a priority sell, in my opinion, just purely because if Pappy gets that starting spot where Hughes goes off, Pappy comes into fullback, Hines goes to 14, or Hines goes to – I don't see Pappy losing that first spot. So I think, fortunately for those, um, for, for the Hines owners, I think Hines is a sell. Um, he played 48 minutes last game with a score of 20, 28 fantasy points. So Smith, like you said, uh, TK, earlier, Smith has the ability to play in the, in the middle and play that forward sort of role. So he has more more versatility that way for minutes. So, yeah, Hines is a sell for me. Beautiful. I like that one. Now, Corbs, next one, Michael John Fulcher. He's using his last two trades like you, very similar scenario. He wants to weigh up Cookie versus Grant and then also Bradman Best versus Joey Manu. Give me your best. I'm going a bit Andy here and, again, back in Grant. <laughs> He's 50K cheaper and most would not have him with the trades. So you might be getting him just purely on people running out of trades. Like you mentioned, TK, and I'm in the same boat. I went Cook because I needed a hooker, but... If I had my time over and had both available, I'd be going Grant all day. So, yeah, you could be getting a pod. He doesn't seem to care who his opposition is. So we're talking about Gutho, who doesn't score well against the top teams. But Grant, it does not matter. He's ruthless against anyone. Yep. Um, and I'm not too worried about rest. Uh, with that interview, he said he needs to work on his combination with team members. Um, you know, the one downfall that com, uh, interview was – he did say that, you know, cheese is spot to lose. Yep. But, yeah, if he's got to work on his combination, there's only five games to go. He's not getting any rest, surely. Surely he's got to stay in there and work his magic and, um, yeah, build that combination, as I mentioned. Cook, he's, he's sort of playing unselfish footy uh, as opposed to Grant, where he's just happy to dish it out to their strike out wide. And, like, we all keep saying it, that these new game uh, rule changes suit his game, but he's just not running it. Yeah. Um, when he does, in that two games back when he went 90-odd, unreal. And we thought, oh, here we go. And, you know, we got that intel. But, uh, yeah, he's just he's just not sort of the, the cook of old that we thought would um, blitz it with these new rules. So, yeah, I'd go Grant on that one. Corbs, with Cook, have you noticed as well, like he takes off, takes three or four steps, so he gets three metres in and then dishes it. So he's not actually going deep into the line or trying to take him on. Did you notice that as well? Yeah, I just, I just eat like unless there's a really quick play the ball and it's blatantly obvious and it's usually involving Cam Murray who's back, so that yeah, could also big. help his scores. Yep. Um, yeah, he, he's just happy to get it out wide. And, I mean, why wouldn't you? Because their strike is strike. pretty ridiculous. Yep. I'll give so, you a stat with – I'll give you a negative stat for Cookie. So that game where he scored 100 plus, yeah. I think he's a bit of an anomaly. He had three try assists – three line break assists and two line breaks. Prior to that game, the whole season, he had four try assists, six line breaks and two line break assists for the whole season. So that game is a massive anomaly. So don't look at if you have Cook, he's scoring 100. He's not going to do that again, I don't think. Even with Bennett's sort of uh, whole case of getting them all firing for the, the finals, it's, yeah, for that game, it's a, it's a massive anomaly. Um, and then the best Manu, Yep. I'm rolling the dice here. Manu's safe with that average of 42 at the centres, but that's where they're going to keep him, I think. Just more defensively, it keeps their team a bit more um, sound and uh, better looking going into the finals. They've always been about their D. I'd roll the dice with best because he's all about, everyone's about attacking stats this year. And 
he, he's got the massive ceiling. They run home. The, the, the one thing is though, sometimes they can try and overuse him, but when they've got Pierce and Ponga there, I think that um, there's bigger worries around him as well, which obviously helps him and takes a bit of the threat as well. And the other, the other thing too, there's no big hog Lockie Fitzgibbon inside him. Barnett is happy to run decoy and give it to Best. So that's also when he hits that hotline and it just seems to go out to Best who is either one-on-one or just all already on the outside of his um his opposite centre. So, yeah, I'll, I'll like the Best there. It's, it is <laughs> the injury concern, <laughs> the injury concern. But at this time of year, roll the dice, Michael. <laughs> I think both these guys, like I had it because I prepared for this question as well. Joey Marn is just <laughs> way too expensive, rotating between the wing and center. You just you just don't have any stability on the position he's going to play. And then Bradman Best, I just don't like the fact that he's only played 10 out of 19 games and last year was yep. much better. And I just think, you know, you talk about ceiling. He's only had a 62 as a high this year, Corbs. I think we can't roll the dice on this guy. I think, <laughs> I think he's 419K for a reason. He's... Just not the player right now. I think he will develop into a great player, but fantasy relevance. You know, we talked about it. You're rolling too many dices tonight here with <laughs> Harry. You're going to have no. no. You're going to try and hey. behind our back get uh, best and Grant, and you're going to finish with like twenty or twelve players or something. No, I won't if get that guy's a safe bet. But yeah, roll the dice. If money, we'll get him in. If if money was no option, would you choose best or money? No, I think I'd still oh, go Manu. best. No, I'd go. Manu. I'd be going Manu. for the jewel. He's Manu. got the jewel. Even just for these last sort of stellar performances. Yeah, 63, at, 74, yeah. 73, 70. Doesn't matter where he's playing. That's an unbelievable. Yeah, and he makes a good point up. Last three of that 72, I think it makes more sense. He's just got more form on the board. But I'm just stubborn and I'm sticking with that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for your multi this week if you're rolling the dice this hard. It, it'd, no, be best, no, it'd be I'm best being, for two tries. <laughs> I'm being more conservative. So I've got the two legs again. It's just killing me. And I did go silly. I knew I did go on Stefano for a try. That was just an idiotic move. So I'll I'll go. Hopefully, can get that third bloody leg to that multi. It's been killing me. Um, yeah. All right, boys. Next on? question. I'll take this one. Uh, Jordan Compton. He wants to know if you've got Clint Gutherson. Is it worth keeping him for it was difficult run home or trading him out for someone else? I think, as I mentioned, I think you should give him just one more shot and just see what he's got because a lot of the sample that we've got against top four teams was earlier in the year. So, like I said, so. He's got a top 5,000 ownership of 6%, so it's not too bad. His last five, he's in pretty good form, hitting at 50 average. Top eight average this year, eight games, 51 average. Top four average, it does dip to 36. So it's going to be interesting. He did have a good game against the Roosters fantasy-wise last week. As I did mention, Paris got a tough draw. Souths, Manly, Cows, Storm, Panthers. I don't think it's a priority sell this week, but if he goes... Below 40 this week, I think it is, because I think it's indication that probably he will struggle in the, the run home. But give him one more game. He's a representative player. He's the captain of the team. They get Mitchell Moses back this week. So I don't think it's a priority. So, Jordan, you hold that. Now, Andy, next question is from Anthony Petri. He's got two trades left. Now, he's got Benny Hunt. He wants to know, does he keep him or trade him? Now, the hookers that he's got, because he's got lots of them. He's got Reed, <laughs> Appy, and... Also, Josh Hodson. So he's got that strategy of being a bit of a hope. So you tell me, <laughs> what are we doing? Look, I wouldn't be trading Hunt for a for a hooker. I'll tell you that he's got way too many um, girls on the side there. <laughs> uh, if I was him, Hunt is a uh, seven hundred seventeen k. Imagine going Hunt, 
to a Dewey. That's that's my go-to. There's going to be a lot more upside with the fullbacks coming in. Yep. Um, keeping in mind he has <coughs> uh, injured hooker at half on the bench. So it, it, I think instead of if you're going to think about how long is Hunt done for? Do you know how long he's out for? Oh, minimum if four. Four so, weeks. Yep. Yeah. So he, he's done for the season because he comes back from a broken – it was a broken arm. Like he's not going to be – his main thing was attacking him and playmaking. If his arm's a major injury there, he's done. Hey, so he, you can get rid of a – it, Sorry, he comes back up. round twenty five against the rabbits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you're not going to have that on the bench, are you? So if you can drop him, pick up a, a Dewey who's averaging seventy eight point eight last five games, I think it's a no brainer. Andy, uh, you got to risk risk it for the biscuit. When you keep saying Adam Dewey, I keep seeing that sparkle in your eye, like you're attracted to him. You stay away. I am. <laughs> so I'm giving him one of these. Hey, we, we can. That's Adam we can Dewey. share him. We can share him. I I'm, if I had more trades left, obviously, I would have picked him up. I'm actually used to be on. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, it is. it does feel great when you've got, oh, who am I going to trade this week? Oh, no one because I can't. <laughs> <sighs> you look good with your CrossFit shirt too, mate. All right, moving on. Uh, Matthew uh, Tackett, Corbs, he wants to know, Connor Watson, is he still a sell or are we going to hold him? What's your thoughts? <sighs> it's... The Braley Watson questions, I've heard it being complained about other pods as well. I'm sick of them. They have been <laughs> they've been questions from day one all the way through. If you've got the trades, I'd just hold him if you haven't got the trades, sorry. Uh he's bloody yo yo with his scores. Yeah. Um, up and down. And if there's any injury, unfortunately, with a eighty minute hooker, um, and no real sort of bench utility. He seems to be the Mr. Fix-It, or it, sometimes he actually does drop to the bench with Adam O'Brien, Sudini, trying to <laughs> fool us with uh, Suase Sue. Oh, yeah, I'll just hold him uh, if you haven't got the trades. But if you've got the trades, you know, if you've got four, I, I would probably move him on for someone else, depending where you wanted him in the, the middle hooker. Hooker, you've got to go the grant. Uh, I just think if you've got the coin and in the mids, I don't know, even the the Lodge or an AFB, the Lodge is, geez, he's been punching out the minutes over there and they've got you and Aiken in their second row, so surely he's going to be playing big minutes. And carrying him. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I, I haven't dived into who you would get, but um, the question, would you be holding him? Um, nah, probably not if I had four trades. Yeah. Do, do you know what he's good for? He's good for that. That 18th spot, you know, you put yeah. him there. Hopefully he plays early and then – because he could score 20 or he could score 80. You don't know. If he scores 80, you pop him into a – get it, loop him in and he yeah. doesn't, you leave him there. So he's, he's good 18. for that kind of spot. Yeah, good point. Yeah. All right, next question. I'll take this one. Nelly Davis, he wants to know, buying Ryan Pappenhausen or Latrell Mitchell? I think he would prefer Latrell Mitchell, but it's going to be – considering the two scores that he's got since returning from Origin, 67 and 93 – he doesn't. He's not Mister Consistent, so we're probably going to mm. see a little bit of a lull, at least one or two of these next five games. But you know, he's a big part of their offense. South's got a great draw. He's in great form, six hundred and seven k. So he's probably going to smack you out of fifty five, potentially sixty. He has a huge ceiling, so he's also going to probably score you somewhere in an eighty or ninety at one stage. But he is due probably for a twenty thirty game in there too. So just if you're willing to accept that, Latrell Mitchell's your man. He's only 11% owned top 5,000. With Ryan Pappenhausen, obviously, he's a shell of what we saw at the start of the five, first five rounds. But there's always a potential that he flicks the switch on and he gets minutes and he comes back. 
Andy mentioned, you know, earlier in the show about maybe waiting a couple of weeks, and you probably see his price drop towards 500k. So it just depends on your timeline here. So I reckon if you're in the immediate, you want to get Latrell Mitchell. If you've got a couple of weeks up your sleeve and you want to wait, I think Ryan Puppenhausen might be the better upside, especially if he gets his spot back in the last three games, because you probably think they might play him more and more minutes as our season flows on, and maybe Hines might even replace Hughes in the halves if he needs a bit of a rest as well. So at the moment, I would say Latrell Mitchell, if you need a buy for this week, but see how Puppy plays against this against Manly, and also next week against, I think they play another top eight team, just slips on memory for now, but that would be what I'd be doing. All right, boys, Moving on, we've got three questions each, and then we'll we'll share that one by Big Gazza Brown. Now, Andy, your next question is from Fergus, and he wants to know, like most, he has lost Ben Hunt and then maybe Jerome Hughes. So now he's thinking a DCE for Hughes. So would you even do that if Hughes doesn't get you know ruled out? And then he needs a nine to replace Hunt. So we've already recommended a few good nines, but let's let's do it again. Who's your thoughts on these ones? Yeah, I like the DC for Hughes. Jeezy's come into his game uh, with Tommy back, isn't he? It's like he's back into the, you know, the start of the season we're thinking, oh, can DC do it again? He's almost like the, the best half in the game again. He just keeps delivering. Um, with with the nine to replace Hunt, I'm going to me boy Appy again. I just think the Panthers really rely on him, especially with um, Cleary coming back injured if he does come back this week. Um, they're really going to look to him, especially Fisher-Harris out still. They're going to be using him to, in the hooker to sort of play that 80-minute role. I don't think Mitch Kelly comes on to um, relieve him. I think they're in Appy on there for the whole 80. Um, like you said, last three 70-minute performances, 68, 70, 79. Hunt was scoring those points at his best as well. So that's that's Appy with 70 minutes. That, that's gun. Um, I wouldn't go cookie. Uh, his last three, 42 150. I think that 101 game is an anomaly. Um, and also, Quickie's got 15% ownership, whereas Appy's got, I think it was 3%, yeah. 3.2%. So um, if you want to replace someone with a hooker, um, I think Appy's your man for Hunt. And I don't mind that DCA for Hughes. I think it was last week we were just going over who we um, pick over DCA or Hughes. Yeah. And we said DCA because he probably won't get rested. Now Hughes gets injured, he's 100% going to get arrested. Yeah. So I think DC is the perfect spot for that. I like that. Now, next question, Corbs, Patrick Michael John Hewitt. He wants to know – actually, I'll leave that for all of us to answer. Andre Fataki, he wants to know everyone has some trades to talk about. So he wants to pick up in the run home one of Angus Crichton, Callan Ponga, and James Tedesco. So weigh it up, Corbs, the three guys – Give me your rank as well in terms of who would you pick up first, second, last. Can I also just ask Andy if he's been reading the Theosaurus and picked up the word abnormally? <laughs> he has used a yeah, couple you, of words. You have used it a lot tonight. His yeah. narrative. Oh, See, because, it, it, it was the same player, that's why. It was no, no, you, that's, <laughs> you, you sound smart, mate. You look it too on Facebook Live. It's the it's, narrative, it's, mate. It's, it's the narrative. It's the polo. That's what it is. It's the cross-step polo. <laughs> I heard it one time, and then when I heard it five times, I was like, I might have to say something here. <laughs> it's only because it was the same. It was the same guy we're talking about. That's all. Keep, no, keep your mate, shit. It's, it's good. All right, uh, I've gone number one. Uh, I've gone Ponga has the best run home and an average of fifty-eight minus his injured games. And he's just a bully. 
So I think he's going to be. I know that you said no to goal kicking, and that probably brings that down a little bit. But he, yeah, I think he's just going to be a bully with those teams, and he hasn't played a lot with Pierce either. So I think that could be a good little unlock to a few extra points. Yep. Next, I've got. This was hard though. I mean, I would be happy if you give me any of these three. Teddy seems to be busy last few weeks. His tackle breaks and offloads are back to where we want. Mm-hmm. Um, with the average of fifty-four, I also can't see him going below fifty for the run home. And he just has a higher ceiling. The only reason I picked Ponga and Teddy, and I mean, this is very close. So I'd throw a blanket over these three. Yeah, it's just they've got a bit of a higher ceiling, but they're trying the average, aren't they? yeah. Yeah, Crichton, a 60 average, solid pick. It was just that play. Again, I don't see him scoring below 50. Uh, he's Yeah, he's been good the last few weeks. And just with all their other players out, I feel like he's finally sort of found his role in the Roosters team. Yeah. I think that sounds a bit weird, but you know how he was coming off the bench and it's almost like Robbo tested him a little bit, but mm. he sort of knows what he's got to do now, and especially when they lost so many big guns. But, yeah, that would be me three. But if you told me a different order, I'd be happy with it out of those three. They're all very good picks. Yeah. I just had a note. Depends on your needs and how much money you've got. Like, that's the only other yeah. thing. Like you said, I think all three would be pretty good. Pong is a pretty much a steal at 604K if you can afford him. Like, I know that we said get Dewey, but that's only because we think Dewey's a better buy. But it doesn't mean if you yep. can have more than one trade, you might get Dewey and Ponger. Like, I wouldn't be upset Stop if you it. have both. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> You're very aroused, for sure. <laughs> yeah, both the posters on the wall. One with Ponga and one of Dewey. <laughs> very. All right, boys, two to go. Let's go to – yeah, we'll get your thoughts on this one. So, boys, you know, Nathan Cleary, extended bench. He might, might not, probably looking more unlikely. But still, Patrick Michael John Hewitt, he wants to know, do we pick up Cleary as soon as he returns and wait or wait and see? Andy, thoughts? Nah, I did definitely a wait and see. $1.2 million and he's coming back from injury, from a shoulder injury. You, you can't gamble that picking up straight away. There's, there's, there's honestly, it's silly if you're picking up straight away. Like what's the benefit of picking up a, a player who could get re-injured again if he has a bad tackle on his left shoulder and there you've wasted a trade who and of $1.2 million. Yeah. He's not going to score 80-plus points on that first game back. There's no way. Uh, if he does, I'll eat this shirt that I just got. <laughs> good thing you got two of them. <laughs> but that's the thing. You make a good point. You know, there's only four games to go as well, so he might get rested mm. if, if he comes back. So he might play three games max. I just had a little look. Since he's been out around 16 to 20, DCE's averaged 82 in three games. Uses average 64. Plus, our main man, Adam Dewey, since moving back last three games, is averaging high 70s. So you mm. could literally you replace DCE News with Dewey so you can partner up depending on what money scenario you've got. And you easily, especially if you've got DCE and he keeps this form up, you're easily replacing Cleary. But, Corbs, you got any thoughts on this? Yeah, you've got to just wait and see. I mean, I heard that the other day he looked good in an opposed reserves session. But let's not fall into that again. Because remember preseason, everyone was training the house down. <laughs> everyone looked good, didn't they? <laughs> so if if you are thinking about getting him, I would probably wait one game. But again, there's that other side to it where you've only got five games. So if you've held out for him, um, you almost probably need to go and and pick him uh, this week. But yeah, you know, if he goes poor, that could be an anomaly, and that um, 
might not be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know where I was going with that. I just want to chuck just, that word in for hey, Andy. Just think, think about that $1.2 million. How better off your team's been without him. Yeah. So you can spread. Huge. He's not going to. For the $1.2 million, you're expecting him to score 90 plus fantasy points. Yep. He's not going to do that. Yeah, that 1.2 spread over your team a lot better than what you would get if you picked him up. Yeah, and as Phil, when he came on, and also NRL Physio, both of the boys have said, risk of high, re-risk is really, really high. Consider that. And then you think, you mentioned it just before, you're going to probably move two players just to get him back. So how many trades are you burning? And then taking the yep. chance that you have to burn it again to move him back out. So you could potentially 100%. move four trades in him being injured, when you think that there's other players, DCE, Adam Dewey, Jerome Hughes, shooting the lights out, I just think it's a high risk, low reward. So four games to go, I would say avoid. You all with me, boys? Yeah, I'm with you. I love that. All right. Last question is from Gaza Brown, Gary Brown. He goes, hi, boys. I have Ben Hunt, who's gone with a broken arm for him. And then he's also got Braley and Connor Watson, who both produced low scores. Now, he's looking at trading in like-for-like bench emergencies. So he's looking at choices from a few young guys who have produced some decent averages over the last three games and are looking as pods. Now, just he wants to steer away from your standard high-profile players and make things a little bit more exciting. So the guys that he's looking at, and we'll go, there's four of them. There's Tyson Gamble. He's got a three-game average of 60. Jordan Rickey, my boy, he's got a three-game average of 77. <laughs> Morgan Harper, we've spoken about earlier in the show, he's got a three-game average of 67. Braden Trindle, so it's five players, sorry. Braden Trindle, he's averaging, well, he's not averaging 52, but he's he's playing quite well, and he's looking to step up in place of SJ or Keon Kolomatungi, he's got a three-game average, doing very, very well on the left edge for Souths. Three-game age average of 66. And sorry, there's another guy. I didn't read his question right. There's six. Toby Sexton, who will be fighting out with Fogarty when he returns, but he's looking impressive with scores of 71 and 72. Calls, I want to kick off with you. What's your thoughts on any of these guys? First of all, can everyone take note of Gary doing the homework for us? When he sends yeah. in his question, that is outstanding. <laughs> can, can he come on as a as a stats guy? Yeah, he could be. Gazzam um, round. All right, here's my order. I'd go gamble first. Yep. Mention his average. He doesn't care again against good or bad teams. Plus, he's he's signed on there, sort of looking at. I think he could even. He's sort of front runner for to partner Reynolds next year. Mm. Second pick would be Ricky. He seems to have found his groove back, uh, and the dropping may have worked for him. I know that's two Broncos, and it sounds silly when I say it out loud, but he's been uh, playing some good footy, and and he's got that high ceiling. Third would be Harper. The only reason I've got Harper at three is I'll just wait till next week. I just a storm of fantasy killers, so that's the only reason he comes in the third. Mm. Otherwise, he would be higher up there. Colomatungi, I am worried that he could lose some minutes now. Murray, Arrow, and Totola are all back. Uh, they they haven't all been there in the last few weeks. It's been a bit sporadic with who's in and who's out. So he's he's played bigger minutes and got a bit more ball without them there. So he falls down the list a little bit. I'll wait and see how he goes with them. Sexton, uh, Fogarty's in the um, – he was their captain. Surely yeah. he's not going to take his spot. So there's too much uncertainty there. And poor old Trindle. He's good, and I just think Gamble's a better option for him, so he just loses out and got pushed down the bottom. Okay, nice. I like those suggestions. Okay, I'm going to go Morgan Harper one, but I like your suggestion about waiting a week because I'm with you about the Storm probably smashing his numbers maybe a little bit, not towards 67, might be like 40, 45 tops. 
I like I'm against you. I think Tricky Trindle at that price. I think he's got the keys to the castle. I think they're very similar, him and Tyson Gamble. The only reason why I've got them in separate, because I think they're both going to average around the same pro, uh, same score, is just because of the price. I do like Jordan Ricky. We've all had him all year. Probably time with Colin Matungi, I do like because of the duel. But like as you said, from week to week, it just changes on that left edge. So I can see why you put Jordan Ricky ahead of him. So Considering I'm putting both of these guys at four and five, I'm probably not picking him anyway. And then the last guy I would have with Toby Sexton, who's really impressed me. But as you mentioned, you know, like realistically, Fogarty's probably their main man. So it'll probably take a miracle for him to hold him out for five games. So that's my list. Andy, why don't you finish us off with your six on your list? Yeah, pretty much similar. Um, my, my top was Ricky. Just the fact that he sort of did get dropped, but... He come back for that um, the 67 score off the bench and killed it, and then come back with a 59 and then 97 and back it up. And then, geez, did you see that hucker huck performance he gave Xavier Wilson Willison in the um, training room? The the lucky charms on that fella. Oh my the gosh, huge, what an yeah. absolute animal he is. And you know what? Broncos actually seem to be playing with a bit of heart. So I think Ricky has really sort of bought into the Broncos, and he he will score well for the rest of the season. Uh, Gamble like. Corb said he's he's there to play. Uh, there was a article recently where he said he's going to fight tooth and nail to keep that spot yep. um, from Katoni Stags. So we totally yeah, underrated him, didn't fight. we? Like we didn't give him much love oh, at all. Mate. He, he just rips in. And 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 you know what? Uh, on our on the back of our defence, um, really, they've had what? How many halves changes? Like who yep. are we to say? Oh yeah, this one's going to work when he's got Milford. Uh, who else was it? Croft, Gamble, all these players that come in and sort of have that rotation. For, for the randomness one, Tyson Gamble come in and solidified the spot. Like, who would have thought it? So, well, no, no one would have. Yeah, so. he's considering, like, maybe leaving Stags in the centres next year now from an interview that he had last week. That's how yeah, good he's exactly. going. Good on him. So, yeah, you've got Ricky at 580K. You've got Gamble at 594K. Um, you make those two trades, yeah, and then it's depending on who you're trading out. Oh, so you are trading out uh, Hunt and Braley here. Braley's 550, Hunt 717. So it's probably a straight swap with those two trades. And then with your third one next week, I'm not too sure who your third player, oh, Connor Watson, 640K he is. So you can either bring in a Trindle, um, but if you've got 640K, I'll probably be looking to get someone with a high caliber, in my opinion. So, yeah, Ricky and Gamble, if you wanted to make that pod, go for it. Nice. All right, boys, good show tonight. We've really lifted on on CrossBet's arrival. Like, I think that's our best show <laughs> yeah. for, for weeks, I think. Well, there was definitely a bit of a, a spring in our steps tonight would, with the, uh, the CrossBet news. Yeah, it would, would you say di- gibbering for Would weeks. you say this... This podcast is an anomaly, or do you reckon it's going to be a, it's going to be the same standard moving forward? He choose a different word next week. <laughs> next next week on Sunday show, Andy, you've got to bring a definition because I still don't know what it means. Oh, an anomaly is a is out a of the ordinary, out of the ordinary. So it's to so if Damien Cook scored well, he had one hundred and one. It's a rare occasion; he won't do it again, sort of thing. There we go. Look, we'll bring in of the day. But yeah, it's a okay, the socials. We're going to put up some stuff for the CrossFit, yeah? Yeah, definitely. So yeah. in the next couple of days, hopefully we'll get the lines out tomorrow. If so, I'll announce it on the buy, hold, sell, avoid with the Kiwi boys. But before the end of the week and before Friday, it will definitely be up and we'll have a little little punt on that and we'll have the odds for you for sure. So make sure you follow the socials, Talking League Pod, Facebook, Instagram, Talking League One on Twitter. 
or head over to crossbet.com.au. You can also download the app on your iPhone or your Android, and you'll find all the specials under Rugby League. They've got all the NRL games, as every other betting company does as well, with all the same-game multis, but we've got our own Talking League specials directory, so that's going to really stand us out. So look at that, crossbet.com.au. Surely the punters out there like that like fantasy, like a bit of a bet, gamble responsibly, surely they're <laughs> excited about this just as much as we are. This is outstanding. It's great. This it's is great. good. It's very unique. It's, it's the first the, time. The it's groundbreaking. Future. you got to find – what's the what's, what's word for groundbreaking, seeing that you've got all these big words, Andy? No, that's, it's um, his homework. <laughs> hey, trembling. Yeah, <laughs> we'll bring up word of the day next week. We'll this is like the Jurassic <laughs> Park of fantasy right now. <laughs> <laughs> could go anyway. Well, we <laughs> the dinosaurs might take over. I'll be a T Rex. Wow. <laughs> that is, can no. you cut that out? <laughs> All right, well, let's go. With that, we are off. Boys, enjoy the rest of the week. Corbs, good luck on the weekend. We'll see who is going to own the belt come Sunday night. Yeah. Yep. Good luck. Andy, see you, boys. Thank you for your words. Yeah.